Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A lot of talk about our climate, a lot of talk about the world being in an emergent situation, a crisis, climate emergency. And climate change activists, according to Dr. Bjorn Lomborg, are focused on all the wrong solutions. That's the headline of a column by Dr. Lomborg, which appeared in the New York Post. And it also is uh, in other uh, media worldwide. Dr. Lomborg is an environmentalist, founder and director of the Copenhagen Consensus Center think tank. That's copenhagenconsensus.com, which includes multiple Nobel laureates. He was included by Time magazine and its list of the world's 100 most influential people. He's author of Kulik, the uh, skeptical environmentalist as well, measuring the real state of the world. Uh, Dr. Lomborg, thank you for the time. Always good talking to you. Hey, Roy. Great to see you. So let me start with this. A hell of a job has been done in terrifying kids about impending planetary doom and that the climate crisis will consume their world. If I were a teenager, I'd probably be chanting and marching as well. But where do you say that the focus on protecting or saving the planet is most misfiring today? And by the way, I had a breakfast bagel with sausage, egg, and cheese. I drove to work, but I haven't flown for a long time. There are people who would measure what I eat and that I drive and match that up with the fact that I very rarely fly and come up with some composite number on how much damage I'm doing to the planet. Could you speak to all of this, please? Yeah. So, Roy, first of all, I think the biggest damage that's really being done with this whole conversation is probably not what you're looking for, but it's the fact that we end up scaring everyone silly. Yeah, go ahead. Roy, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. So, so go it's ahead. We scare every, everyone silly. And that, of course, means that we have all our kids you know, go striking, not going to school. And that matters because what really is going to solve the climate crisis and the climate problem is to actually make sure that we get good information and that we get good innovation. Innovation has always been the thing that actually fixes our problems. And And unfortunately, we are being told a lot of other things are the things that will actually fix the problem. And you mentioned some of them going vegetarian. It'll do almost nothing. This is not what's going to fix the problem. Going vegetarian will probably cut 2% of your emissions. If you get an electric car, it will cut a tiny, tiny bit of your emissions. Flying a little more, but again, it'll have very little impact. This is not about scaring people senseless. It's about finding smart technology. You wrote about what would happen, uh, what the benefit would be of stopping all flights until the year 2100, and it's almost entirely negligible. It is negligible. It it is. Look, right now, this year, 4.5 million people, sorry, billion people will get on an airplane. If we stop all of them from getting on an airplane every year for the rest of the century, the impact would be 
almost unmeasurable. It would be equivalent to about 0.05 degrees Fahrenheit by the end of the century. You would not be able to measure this. And so, again, it's important to get a sense of proportion. This is not to say that you shouldn't be aware of what you do when you consume. But, and, and certainly there's no good, you know, it's fine to say, look, I want to be a vegetarian. It's fine to say I want to have a smaller car. But you should recognize this is not what's going to solve the problem. So let's talk about that. What is going to solve the problem or what will get us toward solving the problem? What can we do? What do we need to do? And do we have the innovative skills to carry it off? Oh, we absolutely do have the innovative skills. Let me t- show you some of the other crises that we've had through the last 100 years. If, if you think back in the 1960s, 1970s, we worried that we wouldn't be able to feed the world. Uh, you know, many people were saying, look, India has already gone. You're going to see hundreds of millions of people starve and die. Uh, people were honestly arguing that a lot of the world would die because we just couldn't feed them. Now, the simple answer would be to say, well, maybe we should all eat a little less and then send some of that food to India and elsewhere. And of course, that would work nowhere near what was enough. What did work was the Green Revolution. We actually had people who sat down and said, let's come up with yields with varieties of rice and wheat and others that produce a lot more for every uh, acre uh, uh, farmed. And what they actually did was they managed to make India and many of these other countries self-sustaining. India is now the biggest exporter of rice in the world. Why? Because they had the Green Revolution. So again, technology is what solved this, not moaning and saying, oh, we all got to do with less, which of course is a very, very hard thing. And you're not saying at all that uh, there's no human involvement in uh, in, in global warming or, or climate change. You, you believe there is? Oh, oh, absolutely. Look, there is a problem. I think it's being vastly exaggerated, and I think there's very good evidence for that, because if you actually look at the UN climate panel, they tell us that in about 50 years' time, if we do nothing about climate, the impact will be equivalent to somewhere between 0.2 and 2% of GDP. Look, that's a problem, but it's not this end of the world that our youngsters are being sold. But there is a problem, and we should fix it, but please, let's fix it smartly. Are we going to do this, or do you think that we have mass hysteria around the corner? Well, look, we've we've been trying uh, to solve global warming with mass hysteria hysteria for the last 30 years. We've been telling people, this is going to end badly. We've got to make promises. We made promises in Rio. We made promises in Kyoto, in Copenhagen, now in Paris. And none of these promises will do very much. And, of course, we haven't actually lived up to any of the old promises. So... The, the, the really surprising thing that I see with a lot of people who are very worried about global warming is they seem to be saying, this is so serious, we got to keep using the same policies that have failed for the last 30 years. I'm saying, look, it is a problem. It's not by any means the end of the world. It is a problem. Let's fix it with the solutions that have actually worked for the last 100 years. Innovation. Don't ask people to do with less because that will never work in the long run. Ask them to do things smarter through innovation so you actually solve the problem and make the world better off. Always good talking to you, Dr. Lomborg. Thank you for the time. Hey, thank you very much, Rob. Dr. Bjorn Lomborg, Time Magazine, rated among the world's 100 most influential and important people. You can go to copenhagenconsensus.com for his uh, 
think tank in uh, Denmark. And um, his stories are carried in media organizations around the world. His columns are. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.